Hell yes, you spiritual badass. The play button you just hit brought you into a world of your own magic where you can be, do, and have anything. Where the possibilities are endless and you are limitless. I'm Janessa McKenzie, your guide on this journey, an NLP practitioner, master mindset coach, and an intuitive and lunar living expert. Join me in mixing the woo with the do to elevate you to be the best version of you that you can be. Raise the collective consciousness to a higher frequency so we all rise and many, many future generations continue to rise. We're going to unlearn all the bullshit that we've been taught and conditioned to believe and shift into the next paradigm of truth and to walk along the spiritual path, whatever that looks like for you, to find more love, light, joy, and gratitude. I'm sharing all the knowledge I have and will continue to acquire to help you to live the best possible life of abundance, growth, and self-love. You can manifest your dreams. You can create your own incredible reality. You are meant for more. You deserve more. You can be, do, have whatever you want because you are limitless. You are a spiritual badass. Let's do this. Hey, you spiritual badasses. I am back today with Ray Wayne Guerrero, and we're going to talk about your innate body wisdom and the brain gut connection, because this really is really interesting to me that we, you know, our body really has two brains, our gut and our actual brain in our head, right? So please help me welcome Ray Wynn and, um, you know, show her some love when at the end of this episode, she's going to share where she, where you can find her. And I want you to go show her lots of love in all of those places. So Ray Wynn, welcome. Thank you so much, Janessa. Um, it's such a thrill to be here. I love the name of your podcast. I think it's like the coolest thing ever. Well, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) I just love sharing all kinds of people's perspectives and, you know, everyone's spiritual journey. Like, you know, you can resonate with a piece of almost everyone's spiritual journey. You know, we obviously don't have the same journeys ever or the same perspectives, um, but sharing other people's stories and their knowledge and their expertise and all of the good things is so incredible to me because everyone can resonate with something and there's always something that someone can take away from amazing conversation. So I'm so glad that you're here. I'm thrilled. And um, I love that, you know, the title of our discussion today is about that, you know, those two brains. And I, I wanted to share, like, there's actually more than, than two, you've got one in your heart as well. So, but the one that I'm particularly connected to is that second brain, um, the, the, the one that's located in your digestive tract that mm. a lot of people are not necessarily, you know, familiar with. And that the fact that when you get a gut feeling, there's actual truth to that, like that's of something visceral, that's actually real, because you have got all of your, your, most of your serotonin, like 90% of your serotonin is created in your digestive tract. Um, Serotonin is that happiness neurotransmitter. And that's why the food that we eat and what we nourish ourselves with is so important for the way that we feel, the way that we act, the way that we think, the way that we behave. So, um, for me, you know, this became very apparent when I, uh, you know, I have, I have a family history of generalized anxiety disorder, um, and then dementia, and a couple of other things that I'm not going to get too much into. But the, the link between the gut and the brain became really apparent when I developed IBS on top of the anxiety, or that they just kind of like, you know, they went hand in hand with each other and that I go to def- different doctors, gastroenterologists, urologists, like numerous specialists, and they all had like the same sort of diagnosis. They're like, well, there's nothing structurally wrong with you is what everyone kept saying. So it must all be in your head. And, you know, every, all your lab work's coming up normal. Everything's fine. And I'm like, well, clearly I'm not normal. And clearly I'm not making up my IBS. Like it's very uncomfortable and unpleasant. And it disrupts my life in ways that only people who suffer from a chronic condition can understand. Mm. Um, So, you know, I, I set off on this whole journey to understand, well, why have I, if nothing is structurally wrong with me, then something functionally must be wrong with me. So what is that? And how do I fix it? Because I truly believe 
believe, and I have seen it over and over and over again, that the body can repair itself if you give it what it needs, because its entire mission is to keep you alive and to look after you. So how you feed it is going to be important. And when I say feed, I don't only mean like just the foods that you're eating, because um, I do think they should be high vibrational foods as well, foods that come from like their, you know, their raw form. Um, the client I was just speaking to before this call, she was saying how she used to love snacking on things like Oreos and snacking on, um, you know, junk food. And now that we've been working together for like three months, she's like, you know, I don't have that desire to snack on those things anymore. She's like, and if I do feel hungry, like I will reach for an apple and some instead and I'm like right and I was like that's a real those are real foods they're not franken foods they're not you know manufactured <laughs> yeah they're not manufactured in a lab right like they're they the almonds grow and so does the um you know apple. um the apple right so that's something that in its its whole food form um as opposed to something that's like a conglomeration of various chemicals and um and things that food manufacturers put together that comes in a box yeah. so i always say like avoid anything that comes in a box and um even yeah religion that comes in a box too <laughs> avoid that like, for boy, sure we put a lot of things in boxes right when <laughs> Yeah. And we want to stay away from them because they, they dampen our spirits. Right. And they, they kind of cut us off from connecting to source and from our mission and our paths. Mm-hmm. Um, the more things that you eat coming or the more things that you consume coming out of boxes, TV, all of that, it can be very, um, I think just, I always think of like the pineal gland starts becoming more and more calcified. So that receptor where we're, you know, we're connected to the universe and connected to the source of all that is that starts becoming jammed. It's like your signal gets jammed. If you keep, you know, choosing low vibrational foods or low vibrational company or low vibrational, um, you know, work uh, even, you know, so being mindful of like what you're consuming and how you're spending your time is going to help your body perform function um thrive ultimately live longer better not and you know not just longer but better and 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 disease free Mm. so i totally want to come back to a calcified pineal gland because that's of interest to me like i have a ton of questions on that but something that you said before really like struck me so you know a lot of the doctor that you went to said well there's nothing structurally functionally wrong with you it must be in your head Mm -hmm. so to me like pre-spirituality path pre like doing the work path (laughs) that would have like triggered me to like there was something wrong with my head right Right. There was something like wrong now. Okay. My body's acting up and there's, you're telling me there's nothing wrong. So now it's my fault because I'm just thinking that there's something wrong with me. Like I must be going crazy or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like there's a million things we could tell ourselves about just that one statement from the doctor. Mm -hmm. But now after doing the work, the spirituality path, you know, all of the things that's such an opportunity when somebody, like, even if they didn't mean it this way, you can take it as a great opportunity to be like, that's a really good point, doc. Mm -hmm. Like what is going through my head? Mm -hmm. What am I thinking? How am I thinking? What are my thoughts every day? And when we question, like when we ask ourselves these questions, that's when, you know, you get internal answers instead of looking for the answers outside externally, which sometimes we need, like if you're sick, yes, please go to the doctor. You know, (laughs) I'm not saying Mm -hmm. don't go to the doctor, but there are definitely, there's opportunity all the time for us to be asking those kinds of questions. Okay. Here's my, my symptoms, whatever they are. The doctor says my body is fine. There's nothing that they can quote unquote, air quote, find wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And, but my, and, and they're saying, oh, it's all in your head. Like, I feel like before it would have been like, that was a pat on the head. It's all in your head, honey, just mm-hmm. come home. You'll be fine. You yeah. Know? No, it's, it's being dismissed. You're, you're being yes. dismissed as like, oh, you're crazy person or crazy, right. crazy neurotic woman. Please right. Just go and away. that's how you feel when they <laughs> say it. But if mm-hmm. you flip it, you know, like I always say, if I hear like even my family, my family, like 
they're always like, look at me, like the kids will roll their eyes. And I'm like, reframe, 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 you know, because <laughs> <laughs> they'll say something and I'm like, reframe. And they're like, you know, <laughs> but they do it and it works. Um, but to reframe something that, that makes you feel like the crazy neurotic woman or like you're just being dismissed or whatever and actually questioning what it is saying, hmm, okay, if you're telling me that there's quote unquote, nothing wrong with my body functionally or structurally, then what is in my head? Yeah, exactly. Or like, what is it that I need to work on? Or what is it? What, what else could be causing this? And is mm. it my environment? Is it my lifestyle? Like, those are some of the questions that I like to get people to think about. And for me, I had my big sort of Damascus moment when, um, when I burnt out, I, I literally like I start I stopped being able to get out of bed and I couldn't get out of bed. It would take me like two and a half hours to do that. And I kind of had a crisis where I was like, well, I'm in my 30s. What on earth is going wrong with my body when everyone's telling me your blood works fine? Everything's fine. There's nothing wrong with you. I'd taken myself to the ER a couple of times as well because um, I had like a lot of stuff going on with my hormones at that point and you know um, like heavy uterine bleeding and all sorts of strange strange unexplainable things back then like that no no gynecologist or you know or a gastroenterologist or urologist they couldn't figure it out they were just like well maybe you've got you know maybe you got this thing and maybe you should just take this pill but there was lots of maybes and no nothing definite and I kept listening to my body and listening to the fact that whatever they were saying to me, I was like, my body does not have a fluconazole deficiency. That is not what I need to be put on for a year. Or it does not have a metformin deficiency or, you know what I mean? Or a Xanax deficiency. So <laughs> I don't need to be on these things for like, for the rest of my life. I need to find out why it's, it's talking to me in this way. Cause it's talking, that's what it's doing. It's like a fire alarm that's going off. And it, the drugs that the doctors want to give you, they're just turning off the alarm, but they're not putting out the fire. Mm. And my mission was then to figure that out. So I went down, you know, the whole gamut of like Chinese medicine, Reiki, um, acupuncture, Japanese acupuncture. I tried a whole number of things, homeopathy, all of it, before I ended up finding functional medicine and working with a functional medicine nutritional therapist who ran some very specific labs, not blood work, not the stuff that your traditional doctor would do, but they ran these very specific like stool tests saliva tests or stuff that looked at my DNA with the saliva um, to let me know like what I was predisposed to um, in addition to and, and this is another thing your genes are not the problem you're made to think that they are like through conventional medicine like your genes are the problem and that you have like you're going to be a victim you know because oh if this is in my family I have no choice it's gonna I'm, I'm just gonna end up the exact same way um, but everything that I've learned particularly with my anxiety is that I don't have to be anxious like my mom was or my grandfather was and I don't have to end up on medication because I know that there are ways that you can adjust your lifestyle and adjust the way that you do things and the foods that you eat to actually make sure that your body is getting what it needs so that it's not anxious so you don't turn on those genes their genes their their switches they can be turned on or turned off mm. so that you know they're in effect they're impacted by environmental triggers and if you can keep the triggers at bay let's say then you don't need to worry about them so for me like meditating is very very therapeutic and helpful for me gratitude journaling is probably one of my biggest um i would say gratitude was a religion like i would be you know the president of it because i swear <laughs> that it it like they that's that's the thing that has saved my life over and over and over again like mm. you know obviously the food has helped too but being able to practice gratitude in the face of tremendous and wondering like what's going to happen to my life where am I headed and just being able to quiet down those what ifs what ifs what ifs which is what a lot of anxiety is about like well what if this goes wrong what if that goes wrong um being able to kind of pull yourself back by that type of practice every day that's been a huge game changer and and it, it it's meant that I can, you know, I've rewired certain neural pathways and that's the science of uh, neuroplasticity. So that you, if you continue feeding, let's say the anxiety, then you will continue being more anxious. But if you start feeding gratitude, it's like you crowd out that you, you re literally rewire the brain's pathway so that you're no longer tuning in to doom and gloom and to like, what if everything goes wrong? You start 
putting out that you become like a super attractor. I think Gabby Bernstein uses that word, super attractor to mm. good things, right? Like to, to things that bring you joy because you're focusing on the things that light you up and that bring yeah. you joy. So I, a lot of my work now is helping people. Yes, we look at diet and supplements for sure, but we also look at, well, what are you doing every day that gives you energy, that gives you light, that brings you joy, that mm. elevates your spirit? Um, because that's something that I think modern medicine has forgotten about completely. And um, they're so stuck in that whole, you know, symptom and pill matching a pill to every ill. They're not looking, well, what, why, why have you got this symptom to begin with? And, and is it, like I said, is it a Xanax deficiency? No, like if you're sad and you're depressed, it's not because you're deficient in Xanax, something has triggered that. So what is it? And let's figure that out. Yeah. And I, wish that every doctor went that deep well they will i think in time but, that's what i'm yeah. putting out there <laughs> yes yeah yeah and if they don't it's fine that's there's room there's room for all of us right like there's emergency medicine which is what doctors are really really good at but like the chronic things that affect us day to day that's where i think you know functional health comes in because that's where we're helping people to function daily um we're not i'm not the person you're going to come to if you've broken a toe Right. right. You should go to the ER for that and get someone an x-ray and get you a cast or whatever it is you need to do and the painkillers. But if you're dealing with things on a day to day basis, like feeling stressed and burned out and your hormones are tanking and all the things, then, you know, you come to someone who's going to help you figure out, well, what, what do I need to do to make over my life in order for me to not be struggling with these things anymore? Yeah. So tell me about like, I know I understand the concept of you know, you have a brain in your head mm -hmm. and then your gut also like rules, <laughs> rules and mm -hmm. part of your body. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But how did we figure out that, you know, the gut and the brain have this deep connection? Um, well, I guess that's, thankfully, we got biologists and, you know, we've got that vagus nerve. So if you practice a little yoga, you might have heard about vagus nerve stimulation. Um, so this is literally a highway that runs from your mouth all the way down to your anus. It's a, I call it a highway. It's literally a super highway and it, it transports um, nutrients and it transports signals and um, these neurotransmitters that we were just talking about. Mm -hmm. And um, what happens in, if your gut is like, let's say, let's say you have a damaged gut. Mm -hmm. So a gut that's leaky, which is one of the, um, things that we deal with in, in functional medicine, a leaky gut, meaning that certain foods that you're eating or certain environmental stressors that you're exposed to could make the tight junctions of the gut become porous and then food particles and other things, toxins can slip through them and enter your bloodstream and have you feeling foggy, mm. right? And feeling like, oh, I can't really remember things. I put my keys in the fridge or, you know, just strange, <laughs> yeah, you know, strange, strange things that I, I, but people come to me and tell me, I said, you know, I, I can't remember what I did or I had for breakfast, you know, and I'm like, okay, you got some serious brain fog going on, or they can't sit down and focus on one email because they're like, their brain's like all over. They've got like ADHD brain. Mm. And, um, you know, we've got, uh, See, well, celiac disease was probably one of the first kind of like forays into looking at this gut brain connection. But the majority of people who have got celiac disease, two thirds of them actually have neurological symptoms and only a third of them have got gut symptoms. And the only reason it's like, you know, this has been discovered as a, a gut disorder is because gastroenterologists figured it, figured it out before neurologists did. Mm. So, which I, I find fascinating on so many levels. Um, but I have seen so many people who've shown up saying like, I can't remember anything. I can't focus on anything. I'm all over emotionally. When we remove gluten from the diet or we start cleaning up nutrition and removing Franken foods and, you know, Oreos and junk foods and those things mm -hmm. and start cleaning up the body, um, their brains become functioning so much better. Their spirituality deepens. They find purpose very quickly because they're no longer under that fog, under that sort of spell, even if you like, but it, or it's more like a fog. It's a chemical fog, ultimately, you know, sugar and, and um, all these other chemicals that are in our foods these days. Mm -hmm. So when you clean those things up, then you start seeing the results of that and people starting to feel better. Um, and the vagus nerve is one small part of that. And if anybody wants to learn more about this, 
there's a great, actually there are several books that I have got on my website that I have, I have like a resource library for if you want to go deeper into this kind of thing. Mm. So there's Dr. Datis Karazdian, who is, he's a doctor of chiropractic. I think he's also a neurologist and he's got this phenomenal book called Why Isn't My Brain Working? And it's like preliminary reading for anyone who wants to work with me. I'm like, you have to go read this book if you want to understand this link between the gut and the brain. And he talks, you know, about all the nutrients and vitamins that are um, uh, that are necessary in order for the brain to function. Fat is one of those things as well. I think a lot of people, you know, because of the 80s, we thought butter was like the devil. So we started <laughs> avoiding fat. Coconut oil was also made the devil because manufacturing companies, again, were pushing and promoting margarine and, um, and canola oil, which is highly toxic and highly inflammatory. Mm. But, you know, butter, butter has so many beautiful properties to it. Um, all the good fats that are, that are brain supportive, um, that help the gut repair itself as well. Um, it doesn't really have a ton of, and this is by the way, when I say butter, like grass fed organic butter, not the stuff that's like factory farmed and, um, pumped full of hormones because hormones, um, like, you know, the, the, the nasties tend to live in fats, right? So you want to make sure that your source of butter is going to be a nice clean source. Um, yeah. So, so then you like, have happy cows. <laughs> so even like ghee. Yeah. A wonderful source. Like yeah. Wonderful, you know, clarified, but it smells kind of stinky um, <laughs> because of the butyric acid, but that in itself, that's like an anti-anxiety drug right there. Um, butyric acid that's found in ghee and in butter. Um, very, very powerful for like helping recalibrate the brain um, and your mood ultimately. So so how do we know more about this? Like, well, we see like one of my initial, um, when I was studying psychology back in 2003, uh, my dissertation was on age-related cognitive decline and on the effect of B vitamins and aerobic activity on brain function as you get older. Mm. And um, my neuropsychology professors didn't want to touch it because you had to get a supervisor and they were like, no, but vitamins have got nothing to do with the brain. Now, this was a long time ago. Fair enough. Right. Like nearly 20 years ago. Um, yeah. And they were not interested in hearing anything about it. I ended up having to find a supervisor who was in social psychology and he made me turn it into this social psychology you know, study where I was looking at all the various factors that would impact brain function as you age. And um, obviously exercise was definitely one of them, blood flow. You need blood flow in order for the brain to work well, which is why people swear by yoga and doing things like headstands because the blood flow that runs, that help, it helps the brain um, literally nourish itself and oxygenate the brain and the rest of the body as well. And that's why exercise is such a big, a big part of, of brain function and a big part of what I, what I try to teach people too. You've got to move in order for you to, to feel well. Um, and yoga actually started off like everyone thinks yoga is, um, you know, it's all about meditation, but the exercises that you're doing prep your body for meditation right? They actually are there to help you get ready for it, to get you into that state of flow, to get you into focusing on just one thing. That's why you would hold poses for long times because you're meant to be just, you know, focusing on just that one thing. Mm. So, um, and that is how you prime your body for meditation. And when I learned hypnotherapy um, back in 2008, they said that the breathing techniques from hypnotherapy were identical to pranayamic breathing techniques mm. because they were a way to teach you how to focus on just one thing. So the breath was the way that you would enter into a trance-like state by focusing on the breath and slowing it down and, and all these wonderful things that, again, oxygenate, you know, oxygenate the body and oxygenate the brain. Yeah. So um so how do we, where, where did we get to? We were talking about, I'm like, we're kind of going all over right now, but we're talking about, I guess, the fact that the body and the, you know, is um, if you nourish the body the right way, the, the brain will, will function properly and that you, you will function properly as well. And you won't have to deal with some of the ups and downs that, you know, life is always going to throw stuff at you, but how you respond to it is the way that you know of whether you know you're stable or not. Right. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So what are like, I've heard that term leaky gut, like forever. And I'm glad that you explained it a little bit because I never really understood what that meant. I'm like, what does that mean? Like, mm -hmm. what is leaking? <laughs> 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 like gross, you know, it just sounds disgusting. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's really like, so toxins and food particles can, can 
go get through get through get through so yeah so you, you if you want to think about it, it's like you you know if you've got like a wooden boat you know how they used to tar up boats in the past mm-hmm. in order for them to be able to float but um so they wouldn't be taking on water but your gut should have been all you know sealed up but as it becomes like more inflamed due to either you know non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs believe it or not can be one of the big culprits of making your gut leaky um they can start opening up these tight junctions the other things that can make it leaky obviously food sensitivity certain foods um can create leaky gut like foods that you might be eating over and over and over all the time that you think are really good for you believe it or not like i had a lady who on her food sensitivity tests like brussels sprouts and pumpkin seeds came up and like those are technically healthy foods right but for her they're not which is why with nutrition one size doesn't fit all and that's why it's important to test and not guess um because what might be good for you might not be good for someone else so um other things that might make your gut leaky so basically any form of medication and this was my story i had been on numerous courses of antibiotics and they destroy the lining one course destroys the lining of your gut for up to a year wow and in 2010 i had split up from my first husband and um i got sick a lot but i had to keep working because i was now a single woman and i had to figure out like well i couldn't afford to take time off i had to keep working and figure my figure my shit out (laughs) so um and i was ill all the time obviously there was a lot of stress you know leaving um a marriage that you thought was going to be forever and i was very young i was in my you know i got married in my 20s um and you really are very idealistic and naive and think that everything's going to last and (laughs) at that point um when it all fell apart i could not believe what a failure I had been like those are the kinds of thoughts that were running through my head at that time you know um and I was very I couldn't even afford to be depressed because like I can't take time off work because I got to keep working because I got to look after myself so um I was sick all the time I had like chronic like tonsillitis sinusitis bronchitis like every itis and every time I'd go to the doctor they just give me more and more antibiotics so antibiotics definitely can ruin the lining of your gut non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs even the contraceptive pill um some of your psychopharmaceuticals as well like your valiums your you know things like your xanax and things they will ruin the lining of your gut so medications in general anything that you're taking long term not a great idea for your your gut um at all um some of the other things would be obviously you know pesticides from your foods glyphosate big one like they spray wheat with glyphosate um definitely destroys the lining of your gut um so you can also this is in wine unfortunately for people who live in the united states and buy wine from california uh, if you're going to buy wine try and get it from places like chile or argentina or um or new zealand new zealand's got like really pure clean beautiful wines that doesn't have like you're not getting all that spray being put into it. Um, alcohol actually is not the greatest thing either for the lining of your guts. So if you're drinking a lot, probably not a great thing. Um, and yeah, the foods, the certain foods that you're eating and the environment, like mold, if you're in a moldy environment or you're exposed to things like heavy metals, if you've got mm. amalgams in your mouth, um, you know, that's, that's the silver fillings. Um, or if you're eating out of aluminum pans or, you know, whatever it is, like, and you're exposed to maybe things like fluoride or those are, those are toxins or neurotoxins that can damage the lining of your gut as well. And they all play a part in the, that whole gut brain connection and how well your brain's going to function and how well you're going to function. Um, and even things like your hormones are going to be impacted. So I know we talked a little bit about the, um, the pineal gland or pineal gland. Um, that is, uh, it's behind the pituitary gland. So okay. it's, um, it is definitely impact pituitary gland, as you know, is responsible for a lot of our hormonal production. So fluoride is one of the and pesticides, like the glyphosate I was just talking about, fluoride and pesticides, they can accumulate in the pineal gland more than in any other part of the body. So, and they can create this calcium, the shell around it that makes it very, very hard for you to get emotional or to feel emotions. Um, and for you to be able to connect with other people um, in addition. So that's just like the emotional side. Then there's all the like physiological sides of things that it can like damage the kidneys, like all this sort of stuff that can happen as well. Mm. So, um, and it's, it's, it's a, it plays a crucial role in regulating body temperature. So a lot of women with thyroid problems tend to have a lot of calcification around either their pineal gland or their pituitary gland or their thyroid gland. So, um, and calcification, like I said, can happen from exposure to some of these, um, these pesticides and these toxins in our everyday environment. Mm. 
It's a lot. I know it's a lot. Like we're doing, we're, we're going deep like, into so many things right now. I'm listening to you and my eyeballs are like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. But that's a lot of great information too, though. I mean, you know, for a while I have known that, you know, food definitely plays a huge factor in mm. your health period, but how your body functions. Um, and have tried to, you know, stay away from certain things. There are things that, you know, <laughs> I love and mm-hmm. uh, just try to back them up a little bit. You know, I'm, I've never been like a sweets person, so that's never been my issue, but it's like, I love pasta, um, you know, and certain other things, but like, I've changed my milk from like cow milk to almond milk wonderful um I love almond milk and you know just other things that you know better choices you make when you like go out to eat or you're Mm -hmm. ordering out or whatever um while there are probably still all kinds of stuff that isn't great for me like in salad dressings or whatever Mm -hmm. (laughs) um you know even just making a better choice that way even if it's not completely clean, if you don't have the option to go, you know, really clean, at least making better choices yeah. help in the long, in short term and the long term, really. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, you don't have to change everything overnight. Like I began this journey, I would say back in like 2007. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't, I didn't start eating the way that I eat now back then, like this was a very gradual progression. Um, and I started removing what was the thing for me was when I started removing certain chemicals from my life. So like, you know, perfumes and um, uh, what are some of the things that are particularly toxic like women love a lot of smelly things right we love stuff that smells good right (laughs) so I had like scented candles everywhere incense (laughs) and um you know my uh laundry Laundry detergent detergent. yeah the laundry detergent you want everything to smell wonderful and like febrezed out like Mm -hmm. your whole house um I learned more and more like how toxic those things actually are so you know I moved more to like I started moving toward essential oils Mm -hmm. and you know and and shea butter and coconut oil for moisturizers and things instead of I don't know, long calm or whatever. Uh, the, uh, Clinique was the other thing that I used to, and, and Bobby mm. Brown and all my makeup. So my, my cosmetics and personal effects, like that was the first thing that I started change swapping out before mm. I got to the food. Yeah. Cause I was very conscious of the fact that some of these things contained lead and they, they contain other toxins that can stay in your system for years. Right. So, um, and then the food came along. Cause I, at, at that point, you know, I was in banking and I was working in HR and running a wellbeing program, thinking I knew what I was doing. Um, I was eating low fat. I was exercising for two hours every day uh, and couldn't understand why I felt so crappy and I couldn't sleep. Um, I wasn't eating any fat and I was, I, I didn't eat meat back then either. I was a vegetarian. So I had avoided meat for a very long time. And a lot of the sickest people that I see now are vegans or vegetarians because they don't have enough B vitamins mm-hmm. and they tend to have a lot of food allergies and food sensitivities. Um, they have a lot of hives. And, um, so now I try to encourage people, like, even if you don't want to eat like meat or flesh from an animal, maybe like look at some form of animal protein, whether it's like in a powdered form or in a pill form that you can, yeah. you know that you can ingest to try and supplement because we do need it and there are lots of these great books on things like anxiety there's a wonderful book by Ali Miller she's a registered nurse or she was a registered nurse and she was um she was a complete vegan uh and had severe anxiety and obviously she's not anymore that's why she wrote this book the book's called the anti-anxiety solution um so if anybody's struggling with that you know that's again also listed on my resources page on the website Mm -hmm. um, along with Datis's work and some of the other work where a lot of people start off in this game. Mark Hyman was probably one of my biggest influences, who's the director of the Cleveland Clinic. He was a vegetarian for decades and was really, really, really sick. Now mm. he starts his day off with like sardines and eggs. And I'm not sure I'm there yet with the sardines yeah. part. <laughs> you know, the eggs I can manage, um, yeah, but sardines. the sardines, not so much like the smelliness. It's so gross. Yeah. <laughs> You know, but you know, you do what you can and you try and you balance your macros and you try and get your nutrients in where you can and, and understand that food is, yes, it has like a, 
there is a wonderful social element to it, but there is also a hugely functional element to it. It's there to keep you going. And if you notice that if, after you eat a certain food, you're more tired, you're more sluggish, you mm. probably break out if you break out in a hive or you get a headache or something after you are exposed to something, that's a sign that it's probably something you shouldn't be eating or something you need to investigate, you know? So like pay attention to the clues would be my, like pay attention to what your food is telling you, like how your body's responding to, to what you're doing. Um, and probably not just for food. Like, how do you feel around certain people? Do you feel drained and sucked dry after you hung out with certain people mm -hmm. or are you energized and charged up? You know, that's, or is, does that happen with your work? Does your work light you up or does it make you feel like, Oh, I need to lie down for a week and just binge watch yeah. Netflix. <laughs> You know, yeah. which is what, you know, I, which is why I was burnt out. I was like, oh my God, I just, I can't even get up in the morning. And I would spend like all day on a Sunday sleeping, just trying to recover, you know? Um, so that yeah. was a sign. That was a clue. So these are the little clues that your body is giving you and that your gut will give you, like if you get bloated after, you know, after you eat and it might not happen immediately, it might happen in six hours and it might not happen in the first half hour. Mm -hmm. um, you know, within the first 72 hours, they say like that's an intolerance reaction as opposed to an allergic reaction. Like an allergy is something that happens almost instantaneously, but an intolerance, it can take up to 72 hours for it to show up. So if you mm -hmm. say you had some dairy, because you said you gave up drinking milk, mm -hmm. let's say you had some dairy and you didn't know, like you'd been dairy accidentally. And you kind of notice like, I have a couple of headaches. I'm a little bit mucusy, you know, my sign my eyes are streaming my nose is a little bit runny my skin's kind of getting weird kind of spotty I wonder what's going on and then think oh did I accidentally eat you know something that might might have caused this or mm. you know is my head hurting or, or whatever it is like for me for gluten is the thing like if I have gluten I, I fall asleep like I it just pulls the plug on me straight away like within 20 minutes I'm like in a coma yeah. um, <laughs> And it's not good. Like, and, no. you know, I try not to do it very often. Like if I go to Italy or something where they've got beautiful pasta or pizza, or, you know, I love pizza. Mm -hmm. I, I eat gluten-free pizza now, but you know, when, um, when you're traveling, you can't always get that. So you can, you, you'll go like, well, I'm in Italy when in Rome, you do what everybody else is doing. And, yeah. but then I'll be like, okay, I need a siesta for the rest of the day. Right. <laughs> you know? So those are your clues. Those are the signs that your body's talking to you. So, and if you're going to be, you know, tuning in to spirituality, you have to tune in to what your body's doing because ultimately it is your temple. It's the only yeah. home that you have to live in. And I see people, trying to DIY their way to health. And I'm like, you'd never DIY your car. Like you take it to a mechanic and get someone to look at it. Yeah. Why do you do this? Why you try random supplements or try this fad diet or try this or try that? Like go to someone who knows exactly how to help you. Who's probably been in your shoes doing all the random things, but then got really specific and then can help guide you and navigate you to where you want to be, which is hopefully full of energy and joy and, you know, living, living a life with intention and with purpose. Mm. Yes. So, so I know that you said that there was a high, like the, the highway between mm -hmm. like your mouth and, you know, the I, don't super like highway, the word, yeah. I don't like the word anus, yeah. find a different word for that. Your butt. Your butt. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, there is a super highway from your, your mouth tush. to your butts, your tush. Um, yeah, yeah, true. Tush is cool. I like tush. Yeah, I like tush. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> From your mouth to your tush. From your mouth to your tush, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and a whole bunch of stuff that goes on in between. You know that, yeah. right? So there's, there's the small intestine, then there's the large intestine, and then there's the colon, and there's all that. There's a ton of things going on, and there's you know so many places things could go wrong, right? Um, I mean, so, it's pretty amazing that our bodies work the way they do and know exactly what they're supposed to do when they're supposed to do it. Right. And to me, that just says everything like there is um, there is a grand design. There really, yeah. really is. And, that you know, we don't even have to think about all these things. They just right. happen automatically. And, you know, when they when they start misfiring, let's say, I feel like, oh, I need to pay attention to what's going on, not shelve it, which unfortunately, as women in particular, we tend to do that a lot. We're like, oh, I'll get to that. Like, I got to deal with my job. I got to deal with my kids. I got to deal with my husband. I got to deal with what, you know, my boyfriend, whatever. Um, you always put something else first before, yeah. you know, putting yourself first and taking yourself off the back burner. Um, and you know, that's just happened to me. Like my mom's been sick for a little while and I've seen how she's lived her life, like sacrificing herself for everybody else. And now she's ended up in a place where, her body has screamed at her to pay attention. Like it's like, wake mm. up, 
wake up. You have to pay attention now. I don't know if she's listening, but we all are. And we're trying really <laughs> hard. We're trying so hard with her to keep her with us so that she's, you know, she's, she's young. She's like, like 66. She doesn't need to go anywhere just yet. Yeah. So um, she loves all her, you know, the pastas and the um, bagels. She loves bagels and donuts wow. and eclairs. I and bagel every morning. Yeah, that's her. She's like, bring me my cream cheese bagel with my capers yeah. and my red onions. And you're like, can we give you a gluten-free one? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now I don't even ask her anymore. I just give it. So I'm like, you're just going to eat it. And that's all there is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. My, my thing um, when I, you know, when we were all in the office working. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a coffee shop right outside the building I worked in and that's what, where I would go every morning. And right. before that, it was like, you know, I don't know if you guys have Dunkin' Donuts there, but it's like the chain coffee shop, like here, like yeah. you can find one in almost every corner. Right. I yeah. think we have like four in our town, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, there are Dunkin' Donuts all over the world. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know? sometimes I've traveled to a couple, a few different states and sometimes it's hard to find them in certain states. Right. But I do, I still love their coffee anyways. Um, <laughs> but uh, what was my point now? So what the heck was my, oh, the bagels. Yes. The bagels, so yeah. I would get like every morning. That's like, but it, I don't even know if it was better than just not eating breakfast (laughs) because now, and it, at first, I think it started with like, just my, not even really my schedule, but working from home, like you Mm -hmm. tend to open up your computer and then you get into things and then you realize like, oh my God, it's almost lunchtime. Like I'm starving. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was never really a big breakfast person anyways. Like I didn't have to be at work until nine o'clock. So I would like literally get my bagel and then go eat it at my desk, you know, yeah. not the best either. Right. Mm-hmm. But, um, th- but that's what I did. But now I don't eat that in the morning because I don't even eat breakfast. I have coffee, but the, uh, but I add, so have you ever heard of mud water? Yeah, I have. Yeah. So I add like a half a, like about a teaspoon, maybe a little less of mud water to my coffee in the mm-hmm. morning. Like I tried it plain and I was like, well, this isn't awful, but it's just a little too much. <laughs> I still need some coffee in there. Yeah, I hear um, you. So, but that has helped, I feel, give me like energy in the morning, just that mud water because it's got all those different awesome it's like it's adaptogens. It's got mushrooms and turmeric and um, I don't know how you say the cacao. Yeah, cacao. Yeah, that's it. Cacao. Thank you. Yeah. I don't know how you say that word, but (laughs) no, you you got it. You you got it. Like it's like they've got like a rooibos chai. They've got like the you know some of my clients have moved on to that. Like it's got some beautiful ingredients. I I tend to make like my own. Like I'll have my own like mush. I have like my own packet of reishi mushrooms and I got my own ginger and cacao and all that stuff and I just put I make my own like formulations and every day is going to be different because today I might feel like I want more chocolate and then some days and I feel like no I want more turmeric Mm. you know um or more ginger like I'm kind of obsessed with ginger actually yeah ginger ginger and cinnamon especially now that it's cold like having that in the morning is just like such a treat it feels like a treat like I'm being naughty you yeah, know, very, very decadent. Like I'm yes. like me and all my almond milk and my collagen and the yeah. So <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, it does. It feels like I this is cinnamon like in my coffee. I've had cinnamon in my coffee for mm-hmm. years just because I like the taste of cinnamon and coffee. It has yeah. had nothing to do with the health benefits. But then find out late, I didn't even realize there were health benefits to cinnamon so when I started doing it. Yeah. And then you know, realizing that there was, I was like, Hey, look at that. I've been doing, you know, <laughs> been taking care of myself You've been in the doing, morning. But you see, that's it. like, that's intuition as well. Right. Like you yes. just, your body just knows what's good for you. And, you know, we hear s- stories about these kinds of things where people are like, Oh, I just felt like I needed that. And you're like, yes. and then you check and find out what, what's in it. Like, so like chocolate, chocolate's a prime one. Let's talk about this in women, right? Mm. When women start craving chocolate around their period, mm. do you know what's in chocolate and cacao? 
Obviously, there's a sugar component that mm -hmm. the commercial chocolates will have, but cacao has got like a ton of magnesium in it. Now, magnesium mm. is super relaxing to blood vessels and it's great for like managing pain. It's great for just like if you feel neurotic, it just mellows you out. So when you're like craving the chocolate, your body's actually saying, I just need to mellow out right now. So please just mm. give me, you know, so that's one of the things that I've learned, like, ah, oh, there, there is some wisdom behind all of this, some innate wisdom like we're craving the thing that we actually need um now if it's the sugar i'd say you probably don't well there may be a chemical component to you needing the sugar because you have let's say in your case you have gone you know to eight hours without eating so your blood sugar has crashed and then you suddenly feel like i really need something starchy and carbohydrate right yeah. like i need something really starchy so you're, you're craving yeah you're craving that because you've allowed your blood sugar to get to a place where it crashed so chemically you're depleted so it's looking for the quickest quickest release form of carbohydrates that it will find which will be something like the donut or the pizza or the, the pasta or whatever it is so that's a chemical reaction as well the way to manage that obviously is to make sure your blood sugar doesn't crash and that you eat things you know every three to four hours as opposed to you know waiting eight to ten hours and you're starving and then you eat all the pies so yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or bagels or whatever yeah. um so so there, there are ways to to manage that but um but when you are craving things there are chemical reasons behind it it's not just oh i have no willpower which i get people saying to me all the time like i just don't have the willpower to do that I'm like it's not even you like your bugs are wanting that or your 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 insulin you know your cortisol is causing it you know it's not it's not even you like you're a bunch of chemicals and you don't even know it you know and they are yeah. the things that are you know people say i can't give up sweets i'm like well do you know that you know yeast and bacteria and parasites they crave on sweet things so that when you are craving all these sweets it's not even you craving it it's the things that are living inside of you and we're 57% more non-human than we are human in terms of microorganisms. So what exists in our digestive tract is actually 57, 57% more non-human. It's all bacteria, viruses, parasites, fungi, um, fun, real fun, but, um, disgusting, <laughs> yeah, but they make up, they, they keep us alive. Right. Like, and if you think of I was just thinking of like, you know, if you look at these animals, like in the, in the wild, they will always have like a bird or something on them. You look like a rhino or a hippo or something. There's like a bird picking off things off of them, whatever they're helping keep their ecosystem clean, keeping their, their, their skin microbiome clean. And we have a microbiome internally in our gut, which, you know, these, some of these, these creatures or, or microorganisms, they're helping keep us in balance. They're helping keep our mood in check. They're helping us. But when they go out of whack, let's say, because we've been exposed to, I don't know, too much sugar, too much booze, too many drugs, whatever. Um, they that's when things can get that's when our health starts to deteriorate. And a lot of a lot of cancers, believe it or not, are they come from parasites. H. pylori is a bacterial infection that causes um, ulcers and ulcerative colitis and can cause colon cancer. So if you clear up H. pylori, then you minimize your risk of being exposed to you know, colon cancer. And, and you see a lot of the people who show up in my practice with ulcerative colitis or IBS, they tend to have um, either some sort of pathogenic overgrowth, either a parasite or something like H. pylori. Um, and we test for these things. Like I don't make this stuff up. Like you go and test it. Like you, there's a stool test that we will do that we'll see. And we can actually see what's going on inside your, your ecosystem, how much good bacteria you've got, how much crappy bacteria, no, no pun intended, <laughs> crappy bacteria you've got. <laughs> Um, I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> but, um, you I, know, I and, the exact as well same as all, thing when you said it. Yeah. And, you know, but there are all these ways that you can actually like test and not guess. And you're not just randomly trying, like, oh, I'm going to try the acupuncture. I'm going to try the Reiki. I'm going to try the Chinese medicine or some stinky herbs that they give you that just make you feel like you're going to gag anyway. Yeah. So, Oh, I've, I've done, look, I've done it all. Like I've done all of that stuff. And I just remember thinking like, I have to drink what for how long? And how many drops of this do I have to take? And how many times a day? Like with the homeopathy, it was like 30 drops of like 40 vials. And I'm like, and I have to do this three times a day. Like how is one person supposed to do this? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and then live. And then exactly. Well, you don't, you just have to stay in your house, which right now with COVID, maybe not such the worst thing, but it's still a super draining and time consuming and it's much easier learning how to eat and how to nourish yourself and how to meditate and how to journal and you know what I mean than having to go down that route and maybe taking a, a handful of supplements like maybe five supplements as opposed to like I, I just remember the homeopathy was like 40 40 vials and 30 drops of each of them 
and it was, oh my God. it was rough. I never finished any of it. Like, I think I lasted a week and then I was like, I can't do this. This is not sustainable. Yeah. Yeah. To do yeah. that for like you, you, what you're thinking, it could be the rest of your life. You're like, well, I think they put you on these programs for like three months, usually to start off with. And, um, and then they, you know, you reassess and like, oh, maybe we need to like tweak it and give you less of this or more of that or whatever. But, um, it was not, yeah. I couldn't do it. I just, I just couldn't do it. So, um, functional yeah, medicine. Would that take like an hour just to like get? <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah, that's crazy because that like interferes with with your life, right? Like, yeah. I mean, that's an hour that you can't get back every day that you're sitting there dropping droplets into a cup or whatever it is, you know? Exactly, and, and th- I love that you said it's an hour you cannot get back. Thank you. Yeah. That's how I felt at the time. I was like, oh my God, like I am losing life years here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is not the way people are meant to live, like putting tinctures, like, you know, all day. <laughs> yeah. So something else interesting that I heard is that, so if you're sometimes, which again, we'll go back to everyone is different, but sometimes, especially with women, and I'm sure probably men too, but when your gut isn't healthy, it can actually stop you from like losing any weight. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So if someone like, especially in women, probably over what, 40 or 45 or something. Yeah. Once you sort of kind of hit like 35, um, your metabolism starts to slow down by 1% when you hit 30. Mm. right and then you start losing the ability to digest food we have a reduction in digestive enzymes around 35 as well mm. so it kind of starts all going a little bit south from around then like <laughs> the, you know 30 to 35 so you're gonna need support and most likely you've been exposed to a lot of things like my VA lovely young woman living in New York City um, she is 22 years old and she has been on medication since she was 14. Oof. Right. And and not like one medication, like multiple inhalers, mm. migraine medication, like, you know, beta blockers, like heavy, heavy things. Mm. Right. Stuff for her skin, um, for, you know, for the asthma, for the And I, it's it's just astounding that, like, by the time she's 30, she's she and she already has a, a ton of issues in addition to, you know, the stuff that she showed up to the doctor with, like, you know, mm-hmm. she struggling to, to lose weight, like we're doing some work together so that we can help her out because mm-hmm. she's frequently, you know, um, not feeling well, and just like a general sense of like, I don't have a ton of energy. I feel like I might always have a cold or a flu or something kind of lingering or coming on. Mm-hmm. Um, periods are not great, like they're, they're heavy and, and not wonderful. Um, mm-hmm. And these are all clues too. like, if you've got like heavy periods, or if you've got missing periods, if you've got periods that are too light or if you you know things need to really be just right they can't be too much of one thing they can't be like horrible horrific cramps you know that's a a big clue that we need to do some work um or they can't like be practically non-existent because then that means like well are you fertile are you able to reproduce like those are Mm. are signs to us too so um and there were some of my early signs so you know being on multiple medications for multiple things as you get older they decrease your ability to digest food. It makes it very hard for the bacteria in your gut to do their job properly. And then losing weight can become very problematic. And there's a fabulous doctor called Stephen Gundry. He wrote the book called The Plant Paradox. He actually is selling some supplements um, around this, like prebiotics, because he says, you know, probiotics are great, but if you don't have prebiotics, no matter what you do, it's going to be very, uh, it's very, very difficult for you to actually shift any weight because even if you are exercising the same as your neighbor or, you know, eating the same things, if you don't have the right diversity of gut flora going on, because for whatever reason it's been impaired, um, then you are going to struggle to lose weight. And it's not just about your metabolism. It's about the way that, you know, you're holding on to fat, the the inflamed state that your body is in as well. Like the more inflammation you've got in your body, the harder it is for you to let go and release weight. So he likes the idea of like combining probiotics with prebiotics. Now you can get prebiotics from food. So I don't necessarily say, oh, I'm going to recommend that people start taking prebiotics. I'm like, you can find prebiotic foods, you know, and if anybody wants to know more about that, I actually have a guide on that, like a good gut guide that they can download. And it will give you a list of the prebiotic foods that you can, you don't need to go out and buy a supplement. You can just start eating more of those things that will help you create that diversity within your digestive tract to help you lose the weight. Yeah. 
So I have no idea. Like I know what probiotics are. What is a prebiotic? So it's like a, it's a fiber. So like, let's say like an artichoke, you know, um, banana is a prebiotic, um, artichokes are prebiotic, asparagus is a prebiotic, onions are prebiotic. Um, these are foods that help feed probiotics. So mm. they are, they're the food for the probiotic to help us, to help the good bacteria grow. Oh, okay. So it's like the probiotics food. Exactly. Perfect. Well, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because if they're like, if your probiotics aren't nourished enough, then they're mm-hmm. going to start what, like eating some other weird crap that you probably don't want them to eat. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why now you have leaky gut. <laughs> yeah 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 exactly my head is just like uh, I'm just like thinking like I can just like see these little organisms going I don't have anything to eat what am I going to eat like they got to eat something right yeah yeah exactly yeah and that's why you know you don't want to be feeding the bad guys you know so you got you literally have like good guys and bad guys inside inside of you and Mm. if you keep feeding the bad guys the things like the sugar and the you know, the sweets and the, the, whatever, um, the Franken foods, mm-hmm. then they overgrow and, and overpower the good guys. So then you don't have enough of the good guys and the good guys actually help your immunity, which right now with everything going on in the world, people need to really be more tuned into that. Like to the fact that well, what they're eating, isn't just like, it's not just impacting their waistline, but it's actually impacting the way that they, how resilient they are in the world, you know, yeah. how well they will function, not just from a brain perspective, but like from, you know, are you going to get sick? Are you going to succumb to the, the latest cold flu virus that comes out or are you going to be able to fight it off do you have your defense system put in place um and that's what probiotics are, are great at because they actually help with building those defenses yeah love that yeah. so we've covered a lot today my god we did i feel yeah. like i'm like wow that was a lot like i don't even know what question to ask next <laughs> <laughs> we did definitely well, I, a lot but I, well, I can definitely say that because we can say we covered a lot, we could probably wrap this up in a neat little bow right now. And, hmm. and I could ask you if there's anything that you would add to this that you would think would completely, you know, like pull this episode together and, and you know, paint a picture for, for the person that says, you know, my... I, like, like we just talked about, like, I'm not feeling great. I'm not, you know, all these things. They have all this information that we just had today. Mm-hmm. Now, what would you say to them? Like at the very end of a conversation to say, you know, go forth and build your probiotics. <laughs> well, go forth and test and don't guess, like stop mm-hmm. the guesswork and stop being stuck in that cycle of throwing spaghetti at the wall and hoping that something will stick you know, yeah. um, don't DIY. There's no DIY, DIYing, sorry, DIYing your way to, to optimal health or optimal functioning. You've got to work with people who have been there and who actually understand it and get it and, and, and who will help guide you along the right path, like to, uh, on a path that works for you, not just that whole one size fits all like oh everybody's got to be a vegan or everybody's got to go keto like that doesn't work for everybody that you've got to work with people who understand the nuances of each individual body and um and the way to to understand that is to actually test and then you figure out what works what will work best for you so that would be my parting um guidance or advice like test don't guess and work with functional or naturopathic health practitioners to help you do that Mm. Yeah, I was going to say, if you walk into your regular doctor's office and be like, hey, <laughs> I want you to no. test for blah, 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 that they'd be like, yeah, you're already. They look at you with like two heads. Like, they yeah. just, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, yeah, so you, yeah so find just, somebody that, that mm-hmm. knows that like deals with gut, brain, gut health or gut health, like on a, like you said, homeopathic or natural natural yeah someone who understands like lifestyle medicine yeah medicine yeah Mm -hmm. yeah exactly (laughs) i love that so if somebody were to search for that what would they search for um well they could start with me um because (laughs) i actually have a whole team so that that, that's the great thing about what i've been doing now for the last four and a half years like i have put together i have a functional medicine doctor so he's trained in western medicine but he's also trained in functional medicine and he works with me and i have 
three nutritional therapists that also work with me who are functional medicine trained as well. Mm. So we have got a wonderful team. And then I kind of handle a lot of the behavior change and coaching aspects of things. So, um, so the hypnotherapy side, the positive psychology side of things, the spirituality side and helping people stick to their plans. Because when you do get a plan, um, after you do all the testing and stuff, like it can be a little bit like, wow, I have to do what? And, you know, I can help guide people through that process, you know, within 90 to 180 days, depending on, on what their needs are. Um, but we kind of say 90 days is a minimum because that's how long it takes for the liver to sort itself out, for the gut to sort itself out, um, for habits to change. So yeah. 90 days are sort of like a minimum that you would want to um, begin this kind of work. But yeah, so you could check us out. Um, we are on all social media platforms. So um, if you're on Instagram, I'm on Facebook functional Raywin and uh, so it's just at an f-u-n-c-t-i-o-n-a-l and then my name r-a-e-w-y-n mm -hmm. and then on social on facebook i actually have a wonderful facebook group that i encourage most people join because it's free and there's you know i always host a live in there at least a couple times a month um there's a lot of great content and recipes especially now that it's christmas um, I'm going to be sharing a lot around like healthy things that you can eat for the holidays so that you don't feel, you don't put on an extra 10 pounds unnecessarily. Yeah. <laughs> and you can start your year off on a good foot. So the Facebook group is it's well works world. So just do a search for well works world and the Facebook groups and you'll find it. And, um, and then the website is well dash works.co. So you can find us there. That sounds amazing. So as always, my beautiful badasses <laughs> can I would love for you to screenshot this episode and tag Ray Wynn and I in your stories and let us know what you thought of this episode the ahas the oh my god that's gross or where do I start you know questions <laughs> and love and all the things uh, we want to hear from you so please tag us and ask away and Raywin, thank you so much for all of your knowledge and your gift that you're sharing with the world right now because we all need it <laughs> thank <laughs> you thank you so much and lots of love to everyone have a wonderful holidays all right thanks Raywin. we'll see all you guys in the next episode